Welcome to a brand new episode of Talley Talk, episode 211. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And we got a lot of news to get to. Um, been a busy couple of weeks, uh, especially for you. Actually, I guess the both of us. Both of us had busy times, so family times. Um, but uh, yeah, you know what? Let's get into what have we been geeking out on in those in those last couple of weeks, Chris. Yeah, man, I just... I've been catching up on TV. I finished uh, Stargirl season two and what a solid, solid uh, season of TV. I was a little bit worried about it moving over to the CW, but I'll tell you, man, I really enjoyed it. Uh, And we'll talk about what's coming next from that show. Uh, I've been digging Chucky, been watching that every week and that's been enjoyable. It's, it's just that Mancini's uh, Chucky, you know, it's it's great to see it on TV and it be kind of a serial and I don't know, Chucky's back, man. That's all that matters. Um, and I've been just plugging away at Metroid Dread. Uh, just oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of a slow video game player sometimes, um, especially with those games because you get a little lost uh, right. at late night. So <laughs> then I'll put it down, I'll come back to it and, it's, and I'll figure it out within a few minutes, but... I'm lo- I love that game. It's uh, I was thinking about last night, just the enhanced graphics, like the backgrounds they can do, and and really deliver a really fun experience in the Metroidverse. It's awesome. Good. Yeah, I um, I watched the first episode of Chucky, and I really liked it. And I guess it leads into kind of what I've been geeking out on, which is we watched all of American Horror Stories. Uh, the anthology we just finished last night and then um, I watched Monsterland and I'm oh my, I have the last episode of that but we went away to Disney for that week and that like I just stopped watching anything during that whole time so we're just trying to catch up on all the uh, all the Halloween stuff that I was working on so yeah I'll get back to Chucky because um, it was good have you Good stuff. Have you have you watched any of this season's regular a- AHS? No, I haven't. I, I just haven't started it the other night when I finished yeah. Stargirl. I was like, I got to move on to something else. And I watched a couple episodes. It's good so far. I was like, oh, it's Finn Wittrick. Look, it's Sky Gardner. So that was like, because I don't think I've watched in a couple of seasons. And he I joined haven't. this season yeah. or last season. I just, I was like, oh, I know this guy. And just clicked. Yeah, I think maybe last season. It's like, I because of the anthology it was like oh like i remembered because i used to watch it you know pretty religiously and then i fell off so i was like okay it's cool because there's throwbacks to the other seasons in this season um it was good i mean some of them were better than others but i thought all of them were pretty pretty on par so it's worth checking out i do Um, check that out yeah, it's, you know, and it's easy because it's like 42 minutes and, you know, they tell the story. You don't have to invest anything more than that and you're out. So nice advantage of anthologies. Um, let's get over to Marvel. Uh, first things first, we got our Morbius trailer. So I liked it. I thought yeah. Jared Leto looked creepy and the design of Morbius himself looked creepy. Um, it's going to be interesting to see this whole anti-hero vibe. It's also going to be interesting to see anti-heroes in the eventual Sony Spider-Verse because right now everyone's kind of a good guy. And I'm wondering how that 
plays in together because the only bad guy that we've really permanently seen has been Vulture, and he's also MCU. So, you know, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know what happens to Carnage because I haven't seen Venom 2 yet. Uh, right. Yeah, we haven't the, seen that one. The reference to Venom is funny in this trailer. I, you know, for I had no expectations of this movie, and then they put this trailer out, and they can cut great trailers, of course, but yeah, it made me a lot more interested in this movie, and yeah. I do like Jared Leto. And, you know, if it is true that the Spider, the Spider-Man is moving over to the Sony-verse after the MCU, you know, if, the quote unquote final chapter of the trilogy. I'm excited for a spider verse. We all are excited for a spider verse, but what will that look like? Especially if they kind of drop in these villains into the, you know, far from home and, and kind of play into that is Michael Keaton's vulture. You know, I'm sure he's a multiverse doppelganger, of course, but how will this all play together? You know, that's, that's what I'm really excited to kind of find out as we, as we go on with these Sony movies. Me too. Me too. And like this movie exists in seemingly all three Spider-Man yeah. worlds too. It's got, you know, a, a picture of Toby Spider-Man. You've got the Daily Bugle referencing Rhino and and Black Cat. You know, you've got the Oscorp from Amazing Spider-Man uh, building in there. You know what I mean? And then you've got stuff from the the Holland stuff. So it's, I don't know what's happening in his world. <laughs> I mean, it's going to get crazy after December. So we'll see what they do in that. If, yeah. if, if this opens it all up, I'm right. sure it does. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Bill Murray um, is joining Ant-Man and the Wasp. We don't know the role. Don't really care. Like, it's probably nothing of significance, but I like Bill Murray and I'm good with that. There was a funny tweet um, from who's the director? Peyton Reed. Yeah. So there was a there was a funny tweet with Bill Murray about when Bill Murray played the Human Torch back in the day on something, some skit. I don't know if it was NS, SNL or what it was. Yeah. yeah. So we haven't gotten the original Human Torch yet. We we saw the costume in the first Captain America movie. This movie is all about time travel. So mm-hmm. that's that, I mean there was there was a neat tweet out there. So I would see him playing that kind of role. Um, it's just a, you know, just a cameo thing, just to kind of tie everything together. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows, man? It would be funny. Um, but again, you know, quantum mania and all this other stuff, who knows what's going to happen in this, this Kang. new future. Kang, Jonathan yeah. Majors. Hell yeah. <clears throat> and then finally, uh, Marvel's going to have a Halloween special on Disney plus next year. And the MCU's first werewolf will be played by Gail Garcia Bernal um in uh, werewolf by night so i've never read those comics uh i mean they're from the 70s um you know he's been a part of the midnight suns in the west coast avengers so sure <laughs> yeah no I, this is leading into that i loved you know marvel horror stuff i have some of those like graphic novel anthologies probably with werewolf by night in there so I'll check that out. Um, wasn't Jameson's son one of the werewolves in Marvel as well? Forget that. Hmm. But I don't remember. But that's, that's maybe. That's for another. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll find out uh, off air. But I uh, okay, okay. I remember that for some reason. <laughs> well, maybe you guys let us know. <laughs> um, 
Let's jump across the pond and get over to some DC news. Um, first things first, Brendan Fraser is continuing his role in the DC universe, this time as Firefly in the Batgirl movie, uh, HBO Max movie. Um, you know, he's already on Doom Patrol, doing a really good job. Obviously, it's just his voice for the most part. I mean, we have seen some of yeah. him. Um, but, you know, what do you think of this casting? Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Brendan Fraser is, is a gem. His role as Robot Man is is definitely one of my favorite things I've oh, yeah. seen on TV in a long time. I, I I love all that cussing and and he's just ridiculous. So I'm happy to see that he's getting another role. He's staying in the family, and yeah, that's it. I mean, Firefly is a character that I'm excited to see yeah portrayed in a movie. Uh, we've seen we've seen that character on TV a couple times, but I did a job on Arkham uh, Knight. I think we had those Firefly missions. Yeah, that. Yep. And then on Gotham, that they had that that one yeah. uh, female Firefly. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's cool, man. Uh, I'm ready. Brendan Fraser is a great actor, so I'm glad that he's back. Me too. Yep. And more casting means we're getting closer to production, which is good. Oh yeah. Um, this is just like a little piece of news that James Wan re- released, which was the trench was meant to be a black Manta movie. Um, you know, we thought it was just going to be taking place with those, you know, evil creatures that are an Aquaman, but a black Manta movie is what it was going to be. I don't know why they got rid of the idea. I'm not really sure, especially since that actor, um, is like in everything now, like yeah, he can awesome. lead a movie. So I don't, you know, I don't really know what the delay was or anything like that, but I thought it was just kind of a cool piece of information. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to announce a Black Magic movie, or if you're going to make one, announce it. Don't announce it over the, the trench where everybody's like, okay, this is, I guess I'll watch this. It's James Wan. It, it could be very horror-esque right. and stuff like that, right. but just say it. Like, use, use. Um, I can't even pronounce his name, but use the fact that he has such star power right now and... I would have watched a Black Manta movie. They could have done a Black Manta movie for Disney Plus or for um for HBO Max, you know. So yeah. yeah. I just I just kind of think it's kind of weird to skirt around it and then later announce it because now everybody's like, oh, all right, well, because I loved Black Manta and Aquaman. I thought they it looked he looked great, the design was awesome, and his role is amazing. So maybe they were just like, since he's coming back in the second movie, we we can't re- it'll be a lot of rehashing maybe. So who knows? Yeah, man. I don't know. Too bad. Too bad. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Darnell Metayer and Josh Peters are set to write Val Zod. This is the Michael B. Jordan uh, adaptation that we're going to be seeing for HBO Max. Um, they worked on uh, Transformers Rise of the Beasts recently. They've worked on some other stuff. Um, so this is set, uh, I think, for next year or maybe in the next two years. But, um, you know, again, I don't really know them necessarily, but I like the idea that more of this stuff is, again, moving forward. And that gets me excited. Yeah, I, I'm i excited for anything that's going to be happening on HBO Max at this scale. Uh, you know, Batgirl, this Val Zod movie, anything else they want to do. Besides yeah. slapping these movies up on the big screen where they would be deemed a failure if they didn't make enough money. So just just keep at this like multi 
media uh, experience for everybody. And it's just it's just going to be so much better, I think, building this multiverse. And that's really it. It's like if you put a Velzad movie on the big screen, it could, you know, it's going to really cause more issues where people are like, this is not Superman, blah, blah, blah. Right. But, you know, and then you put a Kal-El movie on the big screen, it makes money. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's 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 a funny world we live in. So, whatever. That's it. <laughs> uh, you mentioned Stargirl earlier. Do you want to take this one? I did. I um, I was watching. You know, I was, I was finishing up that season. I was like, damn it. I don't. I don't remember them announcing season three. I'm sure they did. Um, but at the end, of course, after they they do the final scene, they'll go. Stargirl will return in 2022. Stargirl friend frenemies or whatever. And then you get this post-credit scene, um, and you can hear Keith David's voice. <laughs> and then they zoom into who it is, and it's it's Mr. Bones, and it's that makes me very excited because Mr. Bone, Bones is a very interesting character uh, from the kind of the I would say like the secret agent side of of the DCU uh, with like Checkmate uh, and you know other dark dark organizations within within that world. So. I'm excited to see where it's going um, because, like I said, this show was awesome the first season, and then it really yeah. came into its own the second season. There was a lot of things in the first season. I was like, oh, these kids, I don't know how I feel. And then by the end of the <laughs> second season, like Beth is like one of my favorite characters. I always thought she was kind of awkward in the first season, but they they do some great stuff, and you need to get caught up. I do. We will for sure. Um, that one is high up on the on the list because we loved season one too. And then season one of Naomi is coming in the uh, mid season spot for CW slate. It's going to be dropping on January 11th, so you'll get to Ooh. see that very soon. Yeah. Can't very, wait very for soon. That. Yep. Uh, what's going on in the other galaxy? Well, just a few things. Um, Lego Castaways is a game that's. Uh, we got a trailer for, and it's coming to Apple Arcade. This is the first online social adventure Lego Star Wars game. Uh, it's coming November 19th. And so you can build and customize your own in-game Lego minifigure character and play away with uh, other peoples in the world of Star Wars. So do you still have Apple Arcade? Um, I can get it back. <laughs> <laughs> there was that other that? Star Wars game, remember, that we were talking about? Yeah, like the Command and Conquer one. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I'm gonna have to get Apple Arcade back to play some of these. So nice. Yeah, yeah this one sounds like fun. You can meet up with your friends, hang around on planets, race micro fighters, and experience classic Star Wars moments. So you know how how these Lego games are. Just unlock, 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 and have fun with stuff. So this is fun because I've always questioned why these Lego games weren't more online multiplayer. And maybe this is the first step to really getting to that point. There is a Lego City MMORPG um, that's been around for a while. I don't know if it's still running or not, but I was just like, we were a little bit old or, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I know we didn't do it, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll check it out. Sorry, that's what you I let mean. me know. You let me know. <laughs> yeah, I'll check it out. <laughs> Uh, this week, we also got the Book of Boba Fett trailer, and as you and I discussed, and the world hopes that this is a crime drama, uh, this would be the perfect opportunity to really just let Star Wars stretch its legs, get out of kind of that mold. I don't want to see the Man Mandalorian season three, 
or 2.5. I want to mm-hmm. see Boba Fett on Tatooine claiming his control as they showed in that trailer piece by piece and just kicking ass like he did when he showed up in the in the Mando. So um, short trailer, but it got me really excited to see what's coming next month. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Um is the the possibilities are there and you know if it's tony soprano you know the sopranos but boba fett led come in for sure that's right deadwood yeah. sopranos <laughs> all we need um <laughs> yeah and then and i just keep thinking about like uh what charles soul is doing with crimson dawn right now how he brought him back in the comics with mm-hmm. kira and you know there's still two chapters of that to go Will we see Crimson Dawn show up in this show because of the whole crime syndicate thing? I'm sure. And I think it would be a really good way to be tying in all of this uh, canon that they're building across, you know, movies and, and comics and stuff. So bring it into the TV world. Let's see. Let's see the return of Amelia Clark, please. Mm, yeah, I'd be down for sure. And uh, last up in Star Wars news, just a little predict prediction thing with disney plus day when is it the 11th the 12th 12th the 12th so soon so that day is going to be a geek smorgasbord <laughs> and uh we what do you think is coming i heard obi-wan trailer and yeah trailer. what do you think i think mando no i don't know if it's even been filming um and i don't think what's her name is filmed either ahsoka Andor has finished filming. Obi-Wan has finished filming. Those two, we will see stuff from 100%. Uh, Bad Batch 2, mm. probably safe bet. Uh, same thing with like that droids thing that we haven't seen anything since the announcement. Um, and then probably, uh, you know, there's a rumor right now of a Darth Maul animated series. Um, I don't need it. We always say these sort of things because it just keeps making the world smaller. Doesn't mean we won't watch it. Doesn't mean I won't watch it. But like, I don't say those things. Eh, I say <laughs> these things. But anyway, uh, you know, those are those are the the ideas at the moment um, that we might be seeing some of that stuff. When is when is the Disney Investor Day? Is it the same month? No, no, that's uh, that'll be later. That'll be like okay. next year. Yeah. Like So then what was last November? It was Disney Investor because remember they announced all that stuff and the movies in that. That day. was this year. No, that was that was last November. Okay. Because I don't that know. Was bef- that was before they that they fired uh what's her name? Because they were still doing Rangers of the New Republic and stuff. Disney Investor Day was December tenth, twenty twenty. Last year. Okay, yeah. So it's December of last year. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Yep. Let's hope uh Let's hope for more. So let's uh, let's jump over to commercial, and then we'll be right back with more Tally Talk. Do you remember Conan or Nintendo, Chris? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What about Earthworm Jim for the Nintendo 64? One of my favorites. Don't you wish you had it? I do. I really do sometimes. Okay, but what about some of those old games that you had, and you're maybe just kind of looking to clean out your collection and make a little cash. Would I be able to trade them for anything? Well, I've got the answer for you. Ridley's Gaming Realm is your one-stop shop for great gaming discussion, as well as the place for retro buying, selling, and trading without the fees and dramas of the other selling sites. 
Really? No drama? <laughs> well, you know, we try to avoid the drama oh. with it. So they pride themselves on having over a year of zero reported scams. You can find them on Facebook. Just search Ridley's Gaming Realm. That's Ridley's, R-I-D-L-E-Y-S. Or click on the link in the show description. Is that Ridley, like, from Metroid? Probably. <laughs> mm. And uh, make sure to tell them that D-Fat sent you. D-Fat Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. We are back, and let's talk about comic books. First up in Marvel, uh, the Silver Surfer is back. And so one of my favorites, Ron Mars, is returning to write the character. And Ron Lim, who did a beautiful job, I believe it was on Silver Surfer Black last year, um, I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for Silver Surfer comics. I think he's a great character. Um, and I'm really excited to see where they're going to go with this whole cosmic thing right now. Yeah, that... Um, I don't remember. When's the last time he had a solo series? Silver Surfer Black. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. I got you. That was a good one. But 2022 does mark the anniversary, the 50th anniversary of Ghost Rider. Now, don't you feel old? Um <laughs> As they say, he speeds his way into his 50th anniversary and get ready because you know what they've been doing with all of these things. It's just it's just an onslaught of, um, you know, throwbacks. We've got a new series. You know, Johnny Blaze will be back. So I'm ready for what they're calling the year of vengeance. Yeah, I'm down. Um, Ghost Rider has been, you know, I've been a fan of him for a really long time. My Mezco toy will hopefully be out by the time the year of vengeance comes. Maybe that's what they've it. been planning all along. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Was the fifth? Oh, you know what? Keep pushing it. Oh. That will make more sense. So <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm in. You know, <laughs> I, I've always been a Ghost Rider fan, so count me in. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, Mezco <laughs> thought that far ahead. <laughs> yeah, of course they did. <laughs> uh, I, I'll edit out half this laughing, but um. On to the next piece of news. Um, Iron Fist, no more. Uh, Where have so I Danny, heard that phrase? Right? <laughs> yeah. uh, so Danny Rand is going to throw his costume in the garbage, you know, as they've already done this homage cover to the old Spider-Man cover. Um, mm -hmm. But they've also revealed his, his successor. I don't have that article up because, honestly, I don't give a shit. But um, it's just, it's, it's, it's bringing in a new character. Danny Randall go do something else, and who knows? I'm sure they'll 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 reveal something about this new Iron Fist that the whole internet's going to get really pissed off about. So whatever. <laughs> the this is this is the this is the year of new characters. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I you know what? I don't care. <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. It's just Finn Jones no more. That's all. That's all. That's I care about. pretty um, much all you need to know. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, speaking okay. of 2022, uh, the year of Valiant begins, and so we're gonna have a celebration of and image Valiant universe. Thirty year of image. Oh, yes, yes. So <laughs> it's a big year. Yeah, it's wild because it's just like 
what a what a funny thing that all the anniversaries will fall on uh, kind of the same the same year. So these these solid things. Um, yeah, just get ready for more announcements. We'll bring them to you as they launch. Um, but you know, we're both big Valiant fans, and I love to see them always pushing pushing their uh, their 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 image. So. Yeah, there's a new Harbinger that just dropped this past Wednesday. Um, so, which is good because I haven't seen Harbinger in a while. Um, I'm excited to see what this year of Valiant really means. Uh, I haven't read Valiant in a little bit. You know, I kind of fell off, which is weird for us. And so I want to I want to come back to it. And Valiant's always really good about getting people jumping back in. So yeah. uh, I'm excited. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then we just talked about image, but let's really talk about image and the fact that they've announced that they won't be doing second prints. Now, this is this is more of a uh, COVID related issue than it is a business, you know, an overall business decision of saying we're just going to do first run prints. This there are so many delays, so many printing issues now with with the supply chain that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, whatever, man. I'm I like variants to a certain extent, but I also feel like the comic industry needs to start to limit the number of comics as well. It's like let's build the collective, you know, the collectiveness of the comic book. Let's make it more rare. Um, but they're in a money making business, so nobody's gonna listen to me. Well, Image has been pretty good about not doing a million variants. Um, except they, for uh, all the Spawn comics that just came out. I was going to say, except <laughs> for Spawn and, you know, Mark Millar's got like <laughs> oh, God, yeah. each of his, which I just ordered all of uh, King of Thieves. But that being said, um, yeah, you know, th- you got to get your comics, man, because this is the first of probably more announcements that are going to come down the pipeline because things aren't changing anytime soon. So if you're going to get your comics, you better get it right now. Yeah. It's wild on kind of on, on point to that. I just got an email from TFAW and I, I buy my comics to them. Yep. And so I've been wondering why my latest shipment hasn't, hasn't left. It's been two weeks. Yep. And they've been slower. They've been slower that, anyway. Yeah. So they're building a new warehouse in order to make it safer for the workers and everything. And so they're delaying all their books, mm-hmm. including anything that's been trying to ship out in the last couple of weeks. So they sent out this really nice email explaining it and all these great things they're going to be doing for for people. And so if you had an order sitting in limbo, kind of like I do, they're going to they're going to sneak in like some goodies from comics to graded comics <laughs> to like all sorts of swag. So um Good on just a kind of a kudos to TFAW for dealing with this supply chain and COVID safety uh, issue at work thing. Yeah, I thought that was really nice that they put out that um, little thing for us. So cool. Cool, cool, cool. 100%. All right. Why don't you uh, take some crowd sorcery and jazam it up on us? <laughs> so. Very excited about Valiant stepping into their very first Kickstarter with Eternal Warrior, uh, Scorch Earth, an original graphic novel. It looks great. It comes in a ton of different editions, softcover, hardcover, etc. And a lot of goodies and just starting to unlock 
uh, stretch goals as they've already exceeded their original funding goal of 25 grand. They're around 40 grand right now. Chris, are you excited about this? Of course. It's, it's one of my favorite Valiant characters. Uh, but like you said, it's their first original graphic novel in what, how many years are now? I mean, they're doing their big celebration next year. So I think that's pretty impressive going the Kickstarter route. It's just, it's smart, especially being an indie publisher. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I'm speaking of indie publishers, right? speaking of indie publishers, DFAT comics has the Kickstarter for hollowed one through four. Uh, it is going right now. It is funded, um, which is great, but we need more, uh, <laughs> in order to keep doing these things. Um, you know, we've got soundtrack, T-shirts, uh, variant covers, posters, trading cards as well. Um, you know, it's the two detectives, Tyler and Vasquez, hunting down the brutal serial killer in Buffalo, New York. This is a really good time to jump on. It is the end of arc one. You can catch up on the entire series if you haven't backed a uh, hollow Kickstarter before. And it's written by me. So I feel pretty good about that. <laughs> Art by Darius Johnson. <laughs> and uh, yeah, very excited. Very excited for that one. Uh, Resident Evil fans, we have a board game for you. They wanted 134 grand. They're at 1.4 million dollars. Steamforged uh, has no issue. Steamforged <laughs> every single time. They're gonna make their goals. They're gonna exceed them wildly because they make good games. So, um, again, it's a mini game. Uh, you know, miniatures. You've got a lot of great classic characters: Chris Renfield, Jill Valentine. Um, you've got all of the monsters you can think of, and uh, this looks like a pretty kick-ass game. So, hey, check it's good that time. Out good time with that new resident evil movie the reboot coming you know it's getting back exactly. to the roots i can't wait yeah. for that movie honestly I, my wife didn't even know about that until she saw a preview on tv the other day and she's like what i know it's right. it's right it's coming they they haven't advertised it like mm -hmm. i've gone to the movies a couple times and there's not even been previews so I'm a little interested to see just, you know, what that all is going to mean. But I'm kind of disappointed that they didn't, they haven't done more. Because I really feel like they should have come out in October yeah. <laughs> or September. You know what I mean? Like, you, you guys are kind of shooting yourself in the foot with all this shit. So, sorry. I'm just annoyed by it. I also feel like this should have been something that was shared between a streaming service you know or why is it not on netflix you know alone yeah right? especially netflix right you know I, yeah i thought it was going to netflix for some reason so yeah, i, I don't TV know show i don't know yeah. and then finally uh senjutsu battle for japan again this is another miniature but also deck building game they are looking for seven grand they were at one million um, which is just bonkers i mean we had been tracking this one for a while on instagram and when it finally released it, it made its money in like a second so again looks like another sweet ass game uh tons of great miniatures especially if you're into feudal japan this looks like a hell of a fun time so uh again crowdsourcery crowdsourcery we, we leave up all the links if you guys want to back and support any of these you know it's funny about this one because this is always popping up in my ads. Yeah. Um, seems like it wants me to buy it. 
Um, <laughs> when I look at it, it's like, you know how these games are, are pricey. I, you get in this game at like 48 bucks. I think that's why it's made so much. And the goal was seven grand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it it's very, very good pricing on it. Um, so let's go and jump over to video game news, though. Um, you want to take these? Yeah, I'll do it. Okay. So if you're a Quiet Place fan, uh, there is a game currently in development. It's going to be released next year. It's being created by Saber Interactive and a couple other small companies. It's said to be the untold story of survival in the Quiet Place universe. So it'll be interesting to see because I feel like this is a game you should probably wear big headphones with. Uh, just immerse yourself into it because right. it is it's a sensory ideal you know world that they built in the movies so i'm really interested to see what this is going to look like it's like the last of us you know what you know what kind of what kind of game is this going to be yeah this is a you know different choice um, <laughs> as far as what to make a game out of but uh doesn't mean that's a bad thing not at all not at all um you dropped in here arcane league of legends you're talking about the new trailer or no, I'm talking about it came out to, uh, oh. today. Oh, the, yeah. the movie's out? The movie's out today. So we're recording this on the 6th. Um, and I've been waiting. That movie blew me away when I saw it during PlayStation Game of Play or State of Play or whatever. But yeah, that's on Netflix right now. I am not a League of Legends player. I'm mildly familiar with the game. But the animation style of this trailer, just like, holy shit. So... That I really wanted to check out, and I wanted all you guys just to kind of be aware of it if you didn't know. Yeah, I watched that latest, like, the I don't know, it was like the final trailer the other day. And that was just, like you said, that animation blows my mind. I'm just, yeah. I just haven't seen such a step in a long time up to something like that. And for it to be coming to just Netflix is amazing because I'd love to see something like that big screen. Me too. And it also makes me think of like, could you imagine Borderlands that way, like as a as a show, if they could really figure it out? So, Ugh, um, yeah, I think this is a mini series. I want to say it is. Um, it's three parts. Okay, so it's three it comes parts out a week. Too. Yeah, it's like um, what was For, that? Uh, Fear Street. Fear Street. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So three parts: one this week, no one next week, and one the following week. Damn. Good times. I so like that excited. though. So Big excited. Movie. Yeah. Yep. Uh, next up, Capcom has revealed that there will be. Um, well, they said there's going to be Resident Evil Village DLC, but some data miners have discovered it, and it is on its way. But I would like to say that it, you know, I would like to happily announce that it's supposed to be free. So mm, okay, I do love free DLC, and uh, it's nice not to have to pay more than the hundred dollars you're paying for a video game to begin with so a hundred and twenty percent i agree right. <laughs> um also speaking of dlc uh coming next week is i believe it's the final part of the assassin's creed valhalla uh dlc package it's called tombs of the fallen this um comes out on november 9th i'm very excited for this because this is going to take us back to more of the mystical world with, uh, you know, with the Norse gods and stuff. You get a little dibble and dabble of that in the in the in the main game. Uh, some really cool missions, but uh, this this is taking us right back there, and 
I like the regular world stuff a lot, but I like it when they get fantastical. So, yeah, I I'm really excited. I'm I might be wrong there. It looks like um, there's one more after that, maybe called Dawn of Ragnarok as well. So, oh, they're saying nice. this is going to probably set that up. So very very excited because there's two based on the fantastical side of that game. Even better. Perfect. Hundreds of hours in there. <laughs> uh, uh, then, oh, yeah, go ahead. go ahead. Yeah, well, I just I forgot about this yesterday and I, I didn't add it in. So they did announce um, Spider-Man coming to Marvel Avengers. Uh, for right now, it's a PlayStation exclusive. It's going to be coming out on the 30th. Uh, the 30th also gets just a lot of little tweaks here and there as far as like the vendor system you're going to be able to get a hawkeye nameplate based off of the disney plus show and other things like that but spider-man's the big one um coming to the game and then i'm sure they're gonna abandon it forever because it's made them funny <laughs> i was just gonna say that <laughs> i mean they they were like they just pulled back that whole pay for pay to win shit yeah um, that fucking destroy <laughs> they dropped that article the other day where they're just like i read it they're like this is this game was a failure we finally admitted or whatever and yeah did they yeah, really yeah they did they they admitted that it was a big loss so i gotta look at this okay yeah. Yeah. cool <laughs> i guess i mean i like that game i just thought it was a poor rollout it was not very i guess it was such a mess at the beginning that people just were turned off by it. Like get your stuff together before you, you try to make like a billion dollar game. You know, it's just, wow. Like you're gonna have to make a lot of final. They failed from the beginning. Remember when the faces looked all jacked up and then it was just like right after that, everyone was like, unlike the guardians game, which has been getting insanely good reviews. So I'm going to wait for that to drop down and I'm probably going to pick it up. Yeah, I mean, you're, the different studios within Square Enix as well, right? Doing these games. Yes, one's <laughs> so, Crystal Dynamics, and I think right. that's who did this game, which is a shame because they've done nothing but good things for the Tomb Raider series. So I don't know. That face thing just was dumb to begin with. The face thing was dumb. Yeah, <clears throat> it's just like whiny fans. Like yeah. I get it, but at the same time, you didn't even play the game yet, and exactly. you're, you're complaining about what they look like. Oh, they don't yep. look like the MCU. You know, there was comic books before the MCU. I, know. I mean, the comic book Black Widow doesn't look like ScarJo. So I'll tell you why sometime, but it's not appropriate on air. But um, anyways, <laughs> last up in uh, video game news, Netflix has finally launched their video game side. Uh, you, if you're an Android user, you can jump on there and play some great games um, for free. Nice. Good. I need to get an Android device to do it. <laughs> I, I'm surprised it's not. I mean, there's no. I haven't really looked at Netflix lately, but there's no way to play games through Netflix or ne yeah, Netflix yet. Yet, you know, mark my words. Now, Netflix Arcade is coming. You know what I mean? Wouldn't wouldn't shock me whatsoever. Yes, very excited. Give me that Netflix controller, or just let me use my phone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Or my PlayStation Five remote, please. Uh, I'll I'll do TV because yeah. you got a you got a huge uh, movie lineup after our yep. commercial. So, uh, just a little news from the last Airbender live action series. Uh, Daniel Day Kim of 
uh, Lost and Hellboy uh, fame. Uh, we'll be playing the main villain, Fire Lord Ozai. I, I don't know. I um, I'm about to finish this series, and I and I freaking love it. And it's it's one of the, it is one of the best things I've watched. Uh, to be honest, it's it's wow. and it's going to be hard as well for me to be like, especially after the original writers left this series. Yeah, but I'll give it a chance. I'm going to watch that stupid M Night Shyamalan movie after I'm done with this as well to see how bad it was, quote unquote. Um, but you know, I'll, I'll give this a try. It looks, it's, it's shaping up to be what it is. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to poop on it, you know, as they say. Yeah. I, um, I don't have any hold, you know what I mean? And I also agree that some people can change things and, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that's a bad thing. Granted, if the original people are like, we don't want to do this, that's that's as bad of a sign as you could possibly get. So I like Daniel Day Kim. I think he's a good actor, um, but that's about as far as I can really comment. <laughs> yes. No. Exactly. Um, so we'll we'll move on to something even better. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> Tom McFarland said this was you know the year of Spawn, the year of McFarland to be more exact, uh, because once again the Todd Fathers announced. Something new, something more venturous. And uh, so he'll be launching a TV production unit. He has announced McFarland and Thumbs series. And uh, who knows what else we'll get from this. But what do you uh, what do you think of Todd's latest venture here? I think it's fantastic. You know what I mean? Like, we're still getting that same in Twitch series. Um, McFarland and Thumbs, you know what I mean? Like, he's got some really good... Uh, comedian, comedic talent behind him, which is very interesting. Um, so, you know what I mean? Like, he's got some stuff working with Jason Blum and Blumhouse, maybe still Jamie Foxx and Spawn. Who knows? I just want to see something. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, we've been talking about McFarland doing something live action for so long, really. And that's where I'm kind of like, okay, buddy, like, let's let's really get into this and let's see what you're talking about. Um, but this is an exciting deal for somebody that we have um, been a fan of forever. You know what I mean? So, you know, 30 years starting next year and before that really. Uh, so it should be very interesting. I can't wait to see what this all means. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, so, like I said, we're going to jump to a, another commercial break and we'll be right back. Hey, come take a seat at the campfire. You're not the only one who joins. I've got friends that come over sometimes, too. We talk about a ton of interesting things from geek culture. Then we cover some conspiracies or philosophical thoughts or monsters. You know, we talked about Bigfoot in one episode. It's a lot of fun, so come join me at the campfire chats. A DFAT entertainment podcast hosted on Spotify and other fine places you find podcasts. Need more context on your favorite movie? Is Obama. Obama, As okay. Senator Obama. Ever wonder why they did or didn't do that thing or include that scene? This is prime. Like, this is perfect this is quality entertainment. Check out Gutsy Media Podcast as my friends and I take a deep dive into everything from blockbusters to indie films. The weakest apple cider bitch beers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That's Gutsy Media Podcast for everything movies. We're back after those ever so luscious commercials with some movie news. First things first, Boondock Saints 3. Uh, Duffy, um, 
you know, the other guys, Flanagan, <laughs> Flanagan and uh, Reedus. They're all Daryl. <laughs> Daryl, Daryl. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this has to do a lot with Reedus because he has the money to really put behind the project. He could show up at one Comic Con and pay for Boondock <laughs> Saints three. So, yeah, I mean, really, um, this is going to be very interesting uh to see what this is like i love those first two movies i really do and um we'll see what this means you know no 100 percent. yeah i i thought they they've been talking about this movie for so long now um especially after the indie popularity of 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 those two movies like you said so i am a big fan of the ultra violence and <laughs> crazy irish people so let's do yep. this yep there you go uh, Gal Gadot has been cast as the evil queen in Snow White live action. Um, you know, Disney's just continuing on doing their live action things. Gal Gadot, uh, sure. You know, I like her. So, yeah. Does she play kind of a villain role in Red Notice in that Netflix movie? I think she is a quote unquote bad guy in that. I think Rock is the good guy. So, um, which I want to see. I think that comes out this month as well. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, I, um, I've, you know, I've been always pleasantly surprised by these live-action Disney movies. I, I think they've done a really solid job, even to where the point where I, I, when they would announce them, sometimes it's like, ah, and then I watch it, and it's, it's, it's beautiful. So, yeah, like you said, I love Gal Gadot, and I think that I want to see her in a villainous role like this. Me too. Uh, James Bobbin who's done a Dora movie and a Muppets movie. He is doing the Percy Jackson pilot. Uh, This is going to be for Disney. They bought the rights to all the books. I personally like the movies, but I understand why people don't. They're not as faithful to the books, which I've read. So I I think it deserves to have a live action, long form storytelling. So, um, you know, I'm interested to see how this show is going to turn out. So this is TV. This is TV. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't read the books. I watched the movie. I enjoyed that. So I, I don't have anything to judge on, but yeah. like you said, if you want to tell a real story, it's not in two hours. So especially when you base it on an entire series, right? That's so hard. <laughs> Unless you devote the full, you know, seven and eight movies like Harry Potter did. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, you just can't do it. You just can't do it. They just gave up after two movies. They didn't make money. Right, right. Just like the Lion Witch in the Wardrobe after that last one. Uh I can't even remember. The magician's nephew or silver chair or silver whatever. Silver chair, yeah. Bombed yeah. so bad. It was horrible. It's horrible. See, and that's the t- that's the point of time when they really needed Disney Plus. Like Yeah, like, right. Like that, that that series should be a TV show. Um yep. Yep. I don't know, whatever. But speaking of um may- Taking a book and making it into uh, a few movies. Yeah. Dune 2, huh? We were, uh, I guess they were really waiting to see what was going to happen with this movie and, and, and kind of the HBO Max versus the theater experience and Denis Villeneuve and his, his, his constant battle to keep it only on the big screen where it belongs and whatnot. And I don't know. It did well. You saw it. Speak, speak to it. Speak to it. I think this movie shouldn't have been offered as an HBO Max exclusive. I I think it's made over 300 million. 
but Bond, and granted, it's the last Daniel Craig, people in the UK go crazy, blah, blah, blah. That's at like over 500 million, and it did Ooh. not go on any streaming service. It is the biggest movie of 2020. It's sorry, it's the biggest movie of the pandemic. So the last two years, Bond is the biggest. Now, Dune is doing very, very well, um, but I think it would have made more. Um, and this movie, you know, I, I put it on my Facebook, but I just thought it was absolutely spectacular. I started listening to Dune, the book. I intend to finish that book and then go right into the miniseries again, because like I forgot how much I loved it when I was a kid and um, and I played the games and watched those sci-fi miniseries. And this movie was so good. And I just actually feel really grateful that I saw it in IMAX because the next day the Eternals came out and now it's gone because my my town only has one IMAX theater. So <laughs> that was the, literally the only chance I would have had to see it that way without going to some other city. <laughs> yeah, I should probably jump on that sooner and later. Just I'm, as an, just yeah, saying, that's a good point. That's because a really good point. It's, it's Dune, Eternals right now, then Ghostbusters in two weeks, then you have, uh, you know, Spider-Man on your birthday, and then The Matrix right after. So I don't even know how they're going to handle that because Spider-Man and Matrix are both IMAX. Oh, and The King's Man. All are IMAX movies. What? (laughs) They're going to have to like, they're going to have to switch them out because it would be really evil to lose all that IMAX money for Spider-Man just to put in Warner, you know, just to put in The Matrix. Yeah, they just got to do a good rotation. You know, it's like do the times. And that's that's really it. I mean, what are you gonna do? Build another IMAX screen in your theater? No, not at this point. Um, yeah, shit. Um, just yeah, just something to think. Yeah, about. I've been holding out because I'm not. I'm not. I'm not watching this on TV. I want to see this in the way it's meant to be. So yeah, exactly. yeah. Thank you for uh, that heads up. And I also forgot, just in case you guys are music people like I am, Hans Zimmer gave up doing Tenet for this. What? Yeah, it's Ludwig Gorenson on Tenet. So, which is great. Score's oh, still good. No but Hans like Zimmer, no, I'm just oh, he brought he brought the thunder for this movie. <laughs> Hans Zimmer is is my man, so. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm going to have to put this way ahead of Eternals now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I highly suggest it. Uh, Zack Snyder is working on Planet of the Dead, which is another offshoot of the of the Dead universe. We just got Army of Thieves. You liked it? You I loved? loved. I loved it. You love heist movies. I love, I love heist, heist movies. movies. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like you don't have to do much for me, <laughs> like to to really enjoy it. I don't have to, you know. I was going to say, you don't have to break the bank, but you technically do. Uh, <laughs> it's, so it was, yeah, it was really enjoyable. Um, you don't have to watch Army of the Dead in order to get it either. Um, but it was a lot of fun. It was just a really well-made movie. Um, so, sure, Planet of the Dead, I'm, I'm fine with. And then Rebel Moon is his next actual live-action movie. And we got Sophia, um, I can never say her, Botella. She is going to be set in the Star Wars-esque sci-fi epic that is Rebel Moon. Uh, They wouldn't give him a Star Wars movie, so he said, I'm going to do one. (laughs) I'd rather see that. I'd rather see 
him not be controlled by Disney. Correct. And just me too. Let loose. He's Zack Snyder. He doesn't need. He doesn't even need that. He Warner Brothers couldn't even handle Zack Snyder. So, um, anyways, she was she was from the Mummy, the Tom Cruise yep. movie as well, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And also, what it was, what was his other movie? Was it? She was in um the one with Atomic Blonde. She's in. Yeah. That. Oh, and the Kingsman. That's what it was. Yep. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. So she, uh, good actress. And then I guess this is Akira Kurosawa's uh, seven. What is it? Jeez. Seven Samurai. Seven Samurai is supposed to be what this is based off of. Sci-fi reimagining. Love that movie. And National Treasure News, which should be a TV news. Sorry, guys. It's supposed to be a Disney Plus show. But uh, Lisette Alexis will be cast as Jess, who will be the main character in this new National Treasure uh, Disney Plus series. One question. Is Nicolas Cage coming back? I don't think so. But I wouldn't be surprised if they decide to uh, wink and nod their way into there. Wouldn't be or surprised. Or he just shows up, cameos in there. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't be surprised. Um, Robert Downey Jr. and Matt Damon join Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. Uh, this is the Manhattan Project person. Um, good casting. So another historical movie from Christopher Nolan? Yeah. Those are my favorite. Good. Yeah. So that's coming out sometime when nolan decides to do it <laughs> and not with not with warner brothers <laughs> yeah right yeah i don't i can't remember who's going to be the new production company but yeah um then we got this trailer just out of the blue uh 8-bit christmas this is kind of like a new christmas story uh sort of movie but it's about this kid and his uh, goal to get a Nintendo. Um, so it's Neil what? Patrick. Yeah, Neil Patrick Harris is telling his daughter the story of his favorite Christmas present ever. And it's about a Nintendo. So this looks great. It just look, you know, it's an 80s movie, uh, but it's like Christmas story. And yeah, watch the trailer. It's been oh, now. Yeah. I mean, maybe because I watched it, but now it's like every other trailer on YouTube now. <laughs> but yeah, it comes out this year. Yep. Yep. Right. Pretty soon. Pretty soon. So that sounds wonderful, actually. It does. It is. Um, and then finally, Taika Waititi, who's apparently directing every movie that ever existed, uh, he's going to be doing an adaptation of Alejandro Jodorowsky's Neo Noir Space Saga, The Incal. So, um, yeah, I don't know how he has the times to do all these things, but it's supposed to be happening. Uh, along with his Star Wars movie, along with everything else that he's working on. I was just going to say, that's that's why we haven't got an announcement of a Star Wars movie. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's it. You know, I I don't know. But yeah, he's he's working on it. Coming to you in 2029. I guess. So, uh, Chris, what time is it, man? It's time for the Pursuit of Plastic! Hey, toy enthusiasts and action figure hunters out there. This is the Pursuit of Plastic. I just wanted to open this segment up uh, just to let you all know, if you're Hasbro fans, uh, we won't be talking about Hasbro anymore unless Casey talks about it by himself, talks to himself, <laughs> because I'm not going to even mention this company on our toy news anymore because they don't want to answer emails or be professional. They want to send out, you know, when I, when you are part of a club that you pay for, they send out bent figures. 
you know, ones that are meant to actually stay on the on the on the card back and things like that. I I've been waiting for a chance not to have to buy Hasbro anymore, and I'm very happy to announce that this is this is this is the year. So fudge Hasbro. <laughs> Not a problem, Chris. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your support. Anyways, on with on with the toy news. Uh, Super 7 announced this week. Of course, I got very excited and pre-ordered them. Uh, Silverhawks Wave 2 is on its way. And we're getting four figures and a throne, which, fine. You made me buy the throne. I, I'm going to spend the money on that so 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 that Monstar can sit on there and look like a, like a badass. But... Anyways, this wave includes Steel Will, uh, my personal favorite, Bluegrass, uh, Windhammer, and of course, uh, Pre-Transformation Monstar, which I appreciate because they did give us the big mon- the big version of him in the in the first wave, and I actually like this design way better. So these are up for pre-order, uh, fan channels, Super7.com, all of it. I love pre-order windows because if you want it, you're going to get it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's fantastic, and Super 7 just keeps on bringing them, as you are about to tell me. <laughs> I am. Because I, I was like, I'm not even collecting these, but these these G.I. Joe Ultimates look amazing. Um, they do. I Yeah, it's just like, when they first started out with like the Ninja Turtle ones, they were such an homage to the old ones, and it was on purpose, that I thought like a lot of the figures moving forward would, would be not as you know, maybe more basic looking, more based on, say, the the original looks, which some of these G.I. Joes do. But then when you look at these newer ones, it's just like they have the original costumes, these faces, these accessories. They're, they're like, they just blow my mind. So uh, this time around, we're getting Baroness in her blue costume, the, you know, Destro, Lady J, and Flint. Uh, so very, very cool. Yeah, if you are a if you're GI Joe fan, honestly, these are these are it. <laughs> like these are very very legit. I was really surprised. So, um you didn't mention, but I'll just say it real quick. They also released Run the Jewels figures. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> and as a Run the Jewels fan, I'll probably pick them up. <laughs> Put them with your Daft Punk figures. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. Yeah. In action figures, but still pretty cool. Where else am I going to get run the jewels? <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, and that's and that's the great thing about about them. Uh, just just so many different aspects of the action figure world that mm-hmm. they're bringing in and 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 just excelling at. People complain all they want about the, these prices, but I'm sorry. Like normal figures are going up into almost $30. You know, these really haven't changed. The only thing that changed was the fact that you could order them individually. So the price went up a little bit, which I appreciate. Right. But as like, as like Motu origin figures get closer to $20, you can argue with me about like these ultimate figures being too expensive. I'm sorry. Um, Yeah, that's it. I won't even get any meaner, but uh, (laughs) next up ban presto, which is also apparently Bandai. I had no idea, but they're gonna they're gonna be doing some figures uh, for uh, the Star Wars Vision animated uh, anthology series, the anime uh, show that just came out. And one of these looks better than the others because I I didn't care about the the twins one, but 
the Ronin figure looks crazy, and I'm really excited to see what this is going to look like as a final product. You can order it. I just saw it. You can order it on the site right now. Yeah. Um, mm. It's not... I don't think they're... I think they're just kind of standing. You know, I don't think that they're actually uh, articulated at all. Okay. But they're also like 20 bucks, you know, so they're not expensive. Um and for that, I was like, well, okay. You know what I mean? Like, this is this is about the price I would pay for just a little standing figure that I can't get in America. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing, too. Is Are these not going to be available? Like, like the figure arts weren't? You know, I doubt just... it. Honestly, a... I doubt we'll be able to get them. So. It's so tough because, like, now with, with everybody thinking they're, like, uh, you know, an action figure, seller, uh, flipper, you know, it's hard to get your hands on anything. Yep. The minute that the Bandai figure arts go up for sale, they're sold out. Yep. They used to never be like that. Never. Never in a million years. I don't yeah. even buy them anymore because the last time I bought one, I was disappointed anyhow at that price point. So, yeah, it's too bad. And it's it's like, when when will Disney just say, you know, fudge you, Hasbro, like I did at the beginning of this, this segment, and just say, let's give some companies the rights to make figures and i'll and i'll talk about that in a couple of minutes i was gonna say you're gonna talk about so, it pretty soon yeah <laughs> i am i am um but let's let's talk let's just talk about it right now diamond select toys they released uh select figures of bubba fett and darth maul earlier this year whenever it was a little while ago and i was like what's happened with this why are there not more and then they announced the stormtrooper this past week and mm-hmm. honestly man i'm so i'm so ready for this because and I love DST, and I'd love to see them getting these kind of things where it's not just old things. It's not just them playing catch up or or making figures that maybe a third of the population wants, you know. So I'm very happy to see them getting this chance to make um, to make these figures because I was always a fan of of select figures. I thought they were great. Yeah, they're yep. seven inch, inch scale, but they do a great job with the sculpts most yep. of the time. Most of the time, yeah. And, you know, for a Stormtrooper or anyone without, like, a super face, they're doing a good job. So, yeah, this looks good. Um, Nice, you know, 17 points of articulation. It's got, like, a good set of things, uh, accessories. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's solid. 100%. Uh, so, what's about NECA? NECA just got done with their 31 <laughs> Knights of Reveals, which was yeah. quite, quite impressive. Um, but... The biggest thing that stood out to me was the, the Ninja Turtle Universal Monsters lineup. Uh, so we've got the tease of uh, a couple so far. What was it? Raphael is um, messing up. Is it Frankenstein? And then uh, Leonardo as the Hunchback. And then I think we're going to get a, one of them is the Mummy. Yeah. And there's, there's more coming. So there's yep. there's a whole lineup for these. And I remember when they did these, the Playmates once, and they're, I thought those were funny. Yeah, these look, these look awesome. These look really cool. Yeah, these are um, very cool. I guess it's the best way to put it. They just look cool. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it was it was a neat little reveal. And it's like with, I guess the the strife that it you know it's so hard to get their regular Ninja Turtle figures that I just kind of gave up on that whole thing. <laughs> I thought they were doing a great job yeah, and they look wonderful, but it's just like, I don't want to go through that hassle. And now it just seems like they've gotten kind of a lock on pre-orders and be able to release them to the general public. So you can order these 
on the fan channels and most places you find action figures. So get excited. Um, another big announcement was The Last of Us. They have a a, um, a two pack with uh, Ellie and now I'm drawing a total blank. Joel. Uh, Joel. Thank you, Joel and Ellie. And you know what? I I've <laughs> I've fought buying like one six figures. I've fought buying the one twelve expensive figures of them. I don't think I'm gonna fight this one. I I think I'm gonna pick up this. Yep, it's gonna be a good set, good price point. Um, in line with my other action figure figures, you know, like Nathan Drake and uh, God of War. You know what I mean? Like all from NECA. So yeah, quite honestly, um, got to do it. This is a good two pack, and I was really happy when you showed me this. I, I thought that was pretty sweet. Hundred percent. Uh, why don't, you, why don't you speak to this one? The Lego Ideas <laughs> Home Alone house set. Yeah, when this was announced, um, I haven't bought any of the the Legos in a while. And uh, my wife and I, we went to the Lego store and she was like, why haven't you bought more Lego sets? I was because they're so expensive. And she was like, huh? huh, you sure you don't want to get that daily bugle? And I was like, oh, I do. And she was like, when we go back, you know, go. get Go to the Lego store and get it. And I was like, okay, I will. Um, and then they announced this thing, this uh, Home Alone set. And she was like, oh, my gosh. She was like, do you want this? And I was like, yeah, I really do. And I had it in my cart. And I and I go to her and I go, I think I'm just going to get it. And she was like, uh, why don't you just wait? <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? <laughs> And I didn't know this, but my sister and my mom uh, bought it for me for my for my birthday, which was a couple weeks ago. And it just came in yesterday. And I see it is out of stock on Lego.com. So apparently they did very good with their timing because it is now out of stock, which means, uh, wow, I did not know that was going to happen so fast. So if you're a Home Alone fan, I'm. here's the thing. It might be out of stock online. A lot of the times the stores will have these. No problem. Have it. So uh, take a look if you're as a big of a Home Alone fan as I am. Um, I cannot wait. When we get off the phone, I'm going to start getting into it. Uh, I, I'm super excited about building this set because um, it is... The, this is the big. This is bigger than my PlayStation Five box, and that's saying something, people, because that wow. box was massive. <laughs> Borderlands Three Ultimate Edition box. It's about that size. Yeah, Dang. about that size. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I was um, I was gonna say, well, to build or not to build at that point, but build because I feel like maybe it was like a limited inventory to see how it would sell, and hopefully they'll have more coming because why wouldn't they want to make money, you know? So, yep, yeah. So absolutely have fun with that because that's an amazing set. And I was pleasantly surprised to see that they made it. Uh, and that gives me hope for a lot more coming. So, but last up, Mando fans, Star Wars fans, Luke Skywalker fans. If you haven't gotten your Luke Skywalker representation from the end of the Mando season two, it's time because this is an affordable option from a great from a great uh, company, Iron Studios is putting out a one-tenth scale statue of Luke Skywalker fighting the Dark Troopers. 160 bucks. It's up for pre-order right now. You can, you know, since it's sideshow, you can do payments, all that stuff. So, you know, I I'd jump on that if I were you. Yeah, this is, you know, we talk about Iron Studios quite a bit um, on the show. Usually, things are 400 dollars plus this is the cheapest and it looks badass 
nine inches is good. You know, it sets it apart from the other toys as well. Um, and like Chris said, you know, if you want, you got you can do payment plans. Uh, you can do it as little uh, two payments, seventy two dollars a piece. But you know, we're in a pandemic. It's it's an affordable option, in my opinion. Uh, so if you really want it, I think it would be kind of worth it. So that's something to check out uh, at the Sideshow Collectible website where you can go and, and grab it. Good good sales pitch. Awesome. <laughs> well, that's it for the pursuit it. of plastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Casey, where where can you find us? You can find us at dfatentertainment.com. Uh, not only can you listen to Towel Light Talk, but a slew of other amazing podcasts as part of the network to satisfy all your geeky needs, as well as on the social media as DFAT Entertainment. So we hope to listen, talk, interact with all of you guys on there as well. Um, so, yeah, very excited that we're at 211. You know, awesome for that. And, you know, thank you guys for listening. This is Casey saying go read some comics. And this is Chris saying don't forget a towel. Defect Entertainment.